Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are live, the Sports Detention Podcast. Welcome. My name's Gregor. I'm here with my co-host, Potty. How we going, Pod? Well, mate. Well, mate. Obviously a big week in sport, mate, as it is. Always is, mate. This time of year. Yeah, a bit of different sport as well. Cricket, the Australian Open starting. Mm, the Australian Open, the tennis. Mm, yep. Um, I was uh, watching a bit of bit of lazy tennis. Yes, uh, last last night. Mm, yeah. Bit of a scare for Novak. Bit of a scare, bit of a scare. But uh, yeah, I was just cruising back. For those who follow our social media at Sports Detention, you'll see it uh, on the on the screen for our viewers. Um, I was having an icy pole while watching, whilst watching Novak yep. defeat a very very stubborn opposition on one leg. What kind of icy bowl? Uh, it was, uh, I don't know, it's like one of those toucan ones, oh, like yeah. the multiple colours, flavours yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Fair yeah. call, fair call. Um, anyway, mate, uh, for those who are with us here on YouTube, like and subscribe. Yep. Our listeners at home on the uh, on the podcast platforms, make sure you get a subscribe to the show, get all those downloads in. Uh, but without further ado, Potty, let's get in, mate. What's, what's caught your eye this week? All right, mate, so... Our loyal listeners out there will know that um, myself, you, we completed a marathon last year, the Gold yep. Coast Marathon. So yep. we've been bitten by the bug, you might say. So I always like to keep my mm. eye on the news. I always like to hear about our professional marathon runners out there who are doing, you know, weird and wonderful things to stay at the top of their game. I wasn't let down this week, mate. I wasn't let down. So you're doing a bit of research for some training, are you? Yeah, doing a little bit of research for training. What can get me the edge? What can help me improve supplements. my times? Yeah, supplements. Mm. Well, that's exactly right, mate. But you've got to make sure you're taking the right supplements, don't you? Absolutely. Mm. So there is a... The run- illegal ones. <laughs> the illegal ones. I mean, well, they work best. I mean, um, we joke, we joke. <laughs> we joke. We joke. So in the um, Zyman... Uh, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, Chinese Marathon, yep. uh, there is... It's definitely, that's definitely not what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's probably a fair call. Correct me. Let me know what it is. But mm. there is a runner, and uh, not just any runner, mate. Uncle Chen. Uncle Chen. Uncle Chen. Is he like a, an elder? He's like well, a local Chinese elder who runs. He's certainly a legend. That is for sure. <laughs> there is no doubt about Uncle Chen. Uh, and he goes by the nickname, mate, Smoking Brother. Smoking brother. Smoking brother. Wow. So he has completed the marathon in a time of three hours and 33 minutes. Mm. Pretty handy. Yep, got me done by a couple of hours. Well done. Well, that's, yeah, two hours for me, I think. Yeah, yep. and Uncle Chen. And he's done that. Um, but unfortunately, mate, Uncle Chen's been disqualified. What's he done? He's been disqualified. He did it while chain smoking. <laughs> <laughs> the entire race he has run... With a bugger in his mouth, mate. Oh, mate, how good's that? You know, so I was running the marathon and I was, you know, looking high and low for the nearest water station. Anyone who was throwing away a a, a Fred, uh, not a Freddo, throwing away a a, a frog, uh, you know. You're into it. I was into it, You get the glucose into the system. Yep. You know, any water stop or, you know, electrolyte station, you're into it, aren't you? Not Uncle Chen, mate. No, he, he's he, having a dairy. He was into a lung snack, mate. Every every chance he got, he was firing one up. But unfortunately, oh. he's been disqualified, mate. And so, look, Article 2.12 of the Rules and Regulation. All right, let's go try and get the... Uh Let's get the article up here for the viewers. Get as it up well. for the viewers, mate. Because yeah. there's some good, um, there's some there good uh, images of Uncle Chen there, isn't there? Uncle Chen, yeah. yeah. So, Uncle Chen, uh, for those who are watching, you can say, "Oh, look, he's just got the durry hanging yeah. out of the mouth. Yeah. Just good to go. Yeah, and happy he, days. He's sucking back on that as well, mate. That's going yeah. right in the lungs. That's exactly what you want. Excellent. So, uh, th- sorry, mate. Back to the rules and regs. Uh, uncivilized behaviour such as defecation. Yep. Smoking. <laughs> Smoking next to defecation. That's right, oh. mate. That's right. Next to or trampling of flower beds. Well, that's fair enough. Fair call. Any green thumbs out there are oh, thermic. That's exactly right. And we've got a lot of green thumb listeners there mm. in our audience. That affects the race or safety of others will result in DQ. But they didn't DQ him until after he'd run the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> So he, yeah, so he run the whole thing and then they pulled the pin on him. That's a piss take, that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. So, but you know Regardless what? of it, though, yeah. three and a half on the durries, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. 
maybe to improve, I've got to um, I've got to hop on the durries. I think so, mate. Oh, let's let's both do it. Look, we're running a marathon again. Mm. We're going again. Um, Gold Coast Marathon. Yep. Uh, we are going to start a movement for those who are attending the Gold Coast, Gold Coast Marathon. Hang on, just wait on movement. Mm-hmm. Defecation? No. No, no, no sorry, defecation. Sorry. No, no, no. You've got to find the toilets yep. when yep. you do right. that. Yep. Um, the Uncle Chen Runners Club. Yeah. That's what we're called. <laughs> the Uncle Chen Runners Club. You heard it here first, here at the Sports Detention. That's what we're going to be known as. Mate, and I love it. And Uncle Chen, if you're viewing, and I'm 95% certain he is, yeah. um, we love you. Absolutely. We support you. You, you shouldn't have been DQ'd on that. No. Uh, your royalty here at the Sports Detention, mate. Yep. Um, we absolutely love you. What else we got, mate? Well, mate, I kept on the theme of marathons. My wife sent this through to me. My wife's a keen marathoner, and unlike myself, she's actually good. So, you know, she 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 follows the forums a fair bit closer Would than Would she beat Uncle Chen, though? Uh, well, she does Pretty close. Yeah, she, she would get pretty close. Her PB's pretty close. She doesn't smoke, so, you know, that's sort yeah. of holding her back. I think that's, that's where, yeah. that's the next step. You know, mm. I have, you know, tried to bro- broach that with her, but no, nah, wasn't having it. But anyway, the, um, you remember when you crossed that finish line and you were just so happy to cross it? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a marathon in Canada just this last week and someone's done a half and they have won by like four minutes. And they're just coming to the finish line and they're about to... What would you love doing just as you're finishing? Just finish? Me, I'd love grabbing the tape. Oh, yeah. Oh, if, the if you're winning, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. right. The winner. I'd just be like, yes, there we go. Well, just as this runner's about to run over the line, the person holding the tape's removed it. Oh. They've gotten rid of it because they thought he was part of the 10K runner, which started at the same oh. time. They thought he was a 10K runner. He was runner. that quick that, he was they, that they didn't have their shit together and they couldn't well, sort it out. For that's him. right. Well, he won by like four minutes. Yeah. So, you know, he was lucky enough that he could go back over and walk back through and get his photo taken and whatnot. But it's not I'll the same, what, is it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's like not. scoring a goal in the Premier League and then having VAR go over it. You know, oh. you don't get the joy a second time, do you? No, that's right. Lucky Var get it right most of the time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, do they? I think it's about the same. Lucky, lucky Bird is not here tonight. Oh, would, yeah. Would have fired him up there. Anything else, mate? Uh, mate, just a real quick one moving away from the marathons. Uh, NFL's obviously hit the postseason now, and uh, yep. we saw KC give um, uh, Miami a bit of a touch-up the other day and show their professionalism. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're veterans now, aren't they, at this Time of year. Yeah, it's interesting you say a touch-up, though, because, I mean, I don't think many people have been feeling much there, would yeah. they? Well, they wouldn't be feeling too much, mate, because it was absolutely freezing. I, there was, mm. like, when they were out on the field, I thought Uncle Chen was out there, mate. <laughs> I thought every player was having a durry. Mate, <laughs> it's interesting because you talk about home field advantage. Yeah. There is no bigger home field advantage than... Freezing conditions versus Miami, Florida. Oh, that's exactly right. You know what I mean? The Dolphins drew the short straw, that's yeah. for sure. The Dolphins flew up in the middle of winter and they, they left a balmy 31 yeah. degrees and they've, um, yeah, they found their way to uh, Kansas. And to it, it's, it's, it's not real warm up there. No. And it was highlighted um, a little bit further by um, uh, Paddy, uh, Paddy Mahomes. Yep. Uh, cracked his helmet, it was so cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pulling the pulling the uh, the old glass out of the freezer and then putting hot water in it. Exactly. Mm. And Andy Reid, uh, the coach, yeah. the master coach, uh, they uh, they flashed to him on the sideline, and he, his little mo had ice. No, oh, he's got the he's got, <laughs> got the Eskimo grin. Uh, I often sit oh, there wow. watching a, uh, the NFL, and I go, "Geez, wouldn't it be good to be there?" I was not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, mate, that's what's caught my eye this week. Sorry, I went on a little bit long there. Mate, no apology needed, mate. Um, look, I caught a couple of things this week. Um, one of them was really, it was out there. Mm. Um, have you heard of Bass Pro Fishing Brand? Yep. Yeah, so Bass Pro Fishing Brand, obviously a massive brand, but they've got this massive sort of store which just has absolutely everything. I believe it's in Alabama, so yep. over in the States. And I've heard people talk about it before, like going to the big Bass Pro and it's sort of like this this unique thing that you do. Um, yep. However, what was actually unique was um, some palookas decided to go and take a dip in the Bass Pro fishing store's pond, 
They've got a big open pond with fish in it that you can have a look at. It's all a part of the the enjoyment of being there. So he's going for a dip, has he? He's going for a dip, but there's something else, mate. He didn't have his clothes on either. Oh, no. So have a look at this bloke. So he's gone in there. Oh, and there's a video of him, and we've got it censored on the yep. YouTube, so it's it's all covered up. But he's just got his wang out, or has he? Or has he? Mate, we'll go through it one more time. You see him there? Oh. <laughs> now he's obviously been arrested. This bloke. Yep. He's obviously been arrested for jumping in there, but. The charges and the punishment that he gets for skinny dipping in the Bass Pro fishing pond are nowhere near the embarrassments he's got when people realise that he has a minuscule penis. <laughs> and nobody on social media who looks at that video can actually see his dick. <laughs> it is absolutely nowhere to be seen. Oh. I had to sense it up there on the image that we've got on uh, on our video, but you didn't need it. His dick wasn't there. Oh, mate. I'll so, tell you what, so, I mean, fancy that. You're suggesting the boys are giving it to him? I, I don't know if he has friends. <laughs> because, I mean, if you've got a dick like that, you probably don't. <laughs> uh, not anymore, anyway. Yeah. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was a, a bit of an interesting one. Now, anybody know anything about this cat or heard any stories about him, please share it through. Yep, get uh, through. We want yeah, to hear it. would be it. interested to, to see what it's all about. Uh, another one, mate, obviously NFL season. Coming into the last round, mm. um, Tampa Bay were playing at home and um, they decided against any of the knowledge of the rest, rest of the American population to drop a remix of the national anthem. Did you see this one, mate? I caught this one, mate. <laughs> so they've obviously oh. started with a flyover in the national anthem, and this is how it went for the listeners at home. Please rise for our national anthem. Open up the safe, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, wow. We'll play it one more time oh, for those. that is ripper. So you'll listen closely. Uh, Please rise for our national Here it goes. Here we go. Open up the safe. <laughs> oh, oh, mate. Now, someone is getting fired. Someone is getting fired. Someone's pressed the wrong button, aren't they, mate? Now, the, the, the Americans, <laughs> you, you tell me, mate. Do they take their national anthem seriously? Uh, some would say the most seriously. Yeah, some would say. But. On the flip side, as we've experienced here on the Sports Attention, sometimes we press the wrong buttons. Yeah, mate, I wouldn't get that one wrong, though. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That, um, is, uh, yeah, that is an absolute ripple. You know, you had one job. You had one you job. You really, you had one job. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think that person will unfortunately live that one down. And, and finally, mate, my last thing is, speaking of having one job, have you ever been to like a birthday party where they've paid like a mascot to come and, and do a little show, whether it be a superhero or someone? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, like you get the, get the old dress up and yep. that. So, um, yeah, check this one out. They've uh, a family for a, a young kid's birthday party have, have employed the services of, uh, of Hulk. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'll let the tape roll. Hulk's storming in, about to come in. The kids are all waiting in anticipation. Oh, no. oh no. Hulk is down. <laughs> and then Hulk stubs his toe, trips over the uh, oh, the door no. frame. He can't get up. <laughs> he oh. can't get up. And the kids are absolutely mortified. They just start running left, yeah. right, and center, just screaming. They've gone from this Dear moment idea. of joy of having the Hulk turn up to the party to this moment of terror uh, because Hulk looks like he's had about 42 schooners. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> Oh, oh mate. So, obviously, uh, some good stuff there. If if you see anything uh, during the week, guys, that you think we'd be interested in uh, in shouting out, you send it our way yeah. uh, at Sports Attention on all our social media platforms. But, mate, uh, should we get into the footy? Let's get in. The Rugby League final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in there! Oh, 
Rightio potty, into the footy chat. Jeez, tell you what, mate, are me and you excited about footy season or what? We are, mate. Look, I mean, some bloke decided to turn up to the studio wearing a, a retro James yep. Hardy Parramatta jersey, and I thought... To hell with that. I'm not, I can't have that happen on my watch. So I had to go quickly change into my, uh, into my Penny Panthers shirt. Yeah, mate. Even the um, uh, three quarter yeah, sleeves. Long sleeves. Yeah, I, I don't That's know. Vintage. No, mate, they're not long. They're three quarter. And I just <laughs> don't know what was going on there. Like uh, long, short, but three quarter. Well, when there's old cricket pitches in the middle of the field, you probably was yeah. good on the elbows back yeah, in the day. Fair, fair call, fair call. Yeah. Yep, I say that, but my sleeves are down. Anyway. So we're, we're wearing the jerseys of two very prominent teams in the western suburbs of yep. Sydney. Uh, but uh, today we're going to talk about the other one. Yep, uh, the, the West, West Tigers, Tigers mate. mate. Now, the West Tigers, uh, long, long-suffering fans, and we've mm. um, given them a touch-up a couple of times. Yeah, on. and they've... Deserved it. Yeah, well-deserved, well-deserved. Yeah. I must say, for the first time in a few years, it feels like you might be just starting to see some green shoots. That's not to say they're not in for some tough times ahead, yeah. but I think um, I think maybe there are some um, uh, green, green shoots starting to come their way. Or not. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's discuss it a little bit further, mate. Um, so... They've had some transfer movement. Mm. They, they've had, you know, some fairly big roster moves in the last couple of seasons. To be honest, yep. I mean, whether you say that they've been they've been good changes or whether they've they've had a positive impact on on results, I, mm. I think it, that's up for debate. But um, I mean, they haven't been lousy in picking up decent footballers and bringing them to Concord, really, have they? No, no. So. Um the most notable there is probably Luke Brooks, who's uh, moved on to Manly, and yep. uh, we've touched on that before. Uh, so all the best over there, Brooksy. Sean Bloor, just last week uh, it was confirmed that so, yep, him that's and been confirmed and now. So we we touched on that last uh, yep. episode. Uh, lost uh, Dane Laurie back to Penrith. Yep. Ken Mamalo left mid-season last year. Joe O as well. Tommy Talao's off to Manly. Uh, Brandon Wakeham as well. But they got a few key pickups, mate. The yep. Fainu brothers are out there now. Yep. Yep. So uh, quality young players from Manly. So uh, so Justin Olam is probably the big one this yep. season that comes in, you know, a premiership winner at Melbourne, comes in, uh, you know, that swap deal. Yep. Um, Jaden Sullivan's obviously an exciting young half that's come in into the squad as well. Yep. So um, for from the Dragons. Aiden Caesar, with a bit of experience, comes back from the Super League, from the Leeds Rhinos, um, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit uh, further. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, look. Um, what do you think for in terms of this year? Because uh, we can look into the future. We can look at, you know, Jerome Luai coming the year after and we can look at all, at those big shifts. But really, the nuts and bolts is, what are the Tigers going to do in 2024? Uh, look, I, I think it's probably going to be... They're going to fare similar to the way they did last year. If they avoid the wooden spoon, they're still going to finish in the bottom four, I would imagine. Mm. Sorry, Tigers fans, you're not going to be making a return to finals football uh, this year, I don't think. Uh, good news is, if you do, Greg, I'll chop this up for you and it'll get played all over the show. So, happy oh, days. I can't see, see myself uh, chopping much up, mate. To be honest, the reliance would be on someone, you know, players like Adam Dewey. Yep. Like Adam Dewey to come back from significant injury and absolutely perform at the top level is a massive ask. And, yeah. you know, when you've got that as really, you know, Appy Coruscant's there, obviously, um, there are players there who can perform, but yep. are they going to be able to do it on a week-to-week -week basis, which mm. is going to give them that, um, you know, that springboard towards the top eight, and I just cannot see it. No, it wouldn't surprise me they start the year... Uh, reasonably well, yeah, but um, it won't be as horrific as last year. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Adam, Adam Dewey. I, I think I heard when he initially did it, we, we shouldn't expect to see him back to around at least round five or six, which mm. will be twelve four months. And you know, with the horror show that's been his knee injuries, I, I think if yeah, he's playing, you'd be taking your time. Yep, I think so. If mm. he's if he's playing good football at the beginning of the twenty twenty five season, I reckon that's a win for Adam. Yeah. Mm. Um. So obviously we've we've gone through the the ins and outs. Um, look, it's all about the Luai signing, isn't it? This is this is what really really concerns me about that, and what leads to my opinion on that fact that the Tigers will struggle this year is because there's there seems to be so much around, 
you know, yep, Jerome Luai's coming. We've got some, you know, some momentum in the right direction now with a new CEO, obviously, the, you know, the the board and, and yep. those who sit up in the offices, are, are, there's a lot of movement around there. But, you know, that still doesn't take away from the fact that Benji's a rookie coach. Yeah. You know, there's you're still waiting for these things to actually happen. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what really, really concerns me about the Tigers. Yep. So, uh, Luai arriving in 2025 is good, but they got a number of key players who will be allowed to move on, um, mm. like very soon after that. So, Papa Leahy's contract will be up. Yep. Um, Stefano Utakamanu will be in a very similar position, I believe. And you you would think that Jerome Buller is going to be. You know, he's obviously signed on, yep. but if he continues to accelerate at the rate that he's going, yeah. I think there's going to probably be a knock on the door as well. Yeah. So there, there's these other things that they need to manage. Yeah. Um, and probably also, too, getting the best out of Appy while they can. Yeah, exactly. So mm. Appy has re-signed. Dream Buller has re-signed for a few years. So obviously uh, Benji sees them being a part of um, his Luai plan. Yeah. And I think that's very good. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I actually think they've got pretty good at the moment is a decent forward pack. Mm. Uh, besides the players that I mentioned before, you've got Clemmer, who's played half a dozen um, for Australia and a few for uh, about a dozen Origins as well. And you've got Johnny Bateman there as well. Yeah. So I, I just, the thing that concerns me, other than John Bateman, who brings a real aggression to the pack. It's not a very mobile pack. No. It's a big pack. Yeah, it's a And big. it's, uh, you know, and that's where if you're, you're competing with, you know, teams that are going to go the distance for, for 80 and are going to manage their, their rotations, I mean, you, you're going to find it tough yep. if you're the Tigers. Yeah, so Tigers fans, um, yeah, I think you're in for at least another year of um, mm. tough going. And, um, yeah, I... I'd find it hard to believe that Jerome Luai, as good as he is, is going to be the um, you know, the magic fix. It's going to take some yeah. time. So let's talk this year as well. So there's obviously been some big moves in the last couple of weeks. Shane Richardson's come in, of, of yep. an uh, established, oh, you know, yep. administrator in rugby league, Shane Richardson. However, um, there's no magic wands in rugby league. No, and I think if Shane Richardson had a magic wand. I mean, he'd be waving it like anything at the moment. Yeah. Scott Fulton has been let go. Yeah. Um, he was obviously brought in yeah, from Manly. Just, um, um, the the thing that really concerns me with this whole thing was he was brought in by the by the former you know um, organisation. So yeah. those who you know, he was brought in for a reason. He was. You know, pretty uh, pretty close to the Fainu deals. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, right at... But obviously didn't see eye to eye with Benji is what we're hearing. Yep. You know, especially on the likes of Caesar coming in. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's what really concerns me because at the end of the day, th the issues that were there in the past, it's going to take a long time to slowly, you know, you know push them out the door essentially. Mm. And if you've got a head coach who number one, and Tim Sheens, I believe, at the time, there's obviously the stories going around, that he had no idea that Scott Fulton was coming across and yeah. just this whole mismanagement of yeah, things. It's so you've basically now got a head coach who has got his way by having the recruitment, you know, mm. team moved on. You know, the, the fellow who was in charge of recruitment, he's been pushed out the door. Yeah. And then what, where does that leave the head coach? Oh, yeah. You know, does Shane Richardson now do all the recruitment? Who does that job now or who is lined up? Because that's yeah. we're talking about a coach who hasn't coached before. That's right. Well, Benji is two years out of the game. So his last game was the 2021 Grand Final. So he, mm. he, is, he is very raw as far as coaches are concerned. And, like, we're going back 20 years before you – since you saw pl players like finish and go straight into yeah. coaching and get head coaching roles, you know, one or two years in, that that is gone. Coaches these days are doing some of them 10, 12 year apprenticeships. Yeah. So I just don't. Um, yeah, I'm worried from the Tigers fans. I'm worried for Benji's sake. Well, you don't want to see someone if you go, well, regardless of it, Benji is a promising coach. Yep. Let's give him a chance. Professional sports doesn't give you chances. No. 
No, definitely not. So you don't want to see someone like Benji, who could potentially one day become a really good coach, get burnt out and and tossed off to the side on a job like this. Think about Jeff Toovey. Jeff Toovey came in and he had some success as a head coach. He was an assistant for a very long time. He's never had another job since. No. It was manly or bust. Yeah. You know, and you don't and you, you sort of do get the feeling with Benji that he's gonna get a lot of love at the Tigers. Yeah. But once that love dies out, if it if it does And you it know, will. It will if they don't win. Yeah. That's that's the that's the nuts and the bolts of it. And he'll he'll probably get this year grace. Yeah. Unless things are an absolute like Unbelievable car crash. But, yeah. Anyway. You never know. Shane Richardson mm. has a habit of getting John Lang back oh, in. Johnny Lang. Oh. They've already had Tim Sheens, yeah. I mean, far out. Um, I think that's about it on the Tigers. Yeah. Sorry, um, Tigers fans. Yeah. Uh, we're a bit glum. But, um, but yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, um, that's how it's going to roll. Right, yeah, let's move into some more discussion points. Um, Ronald Volkman, mate. Talk yes. to us about Ronald Volkman. So this is an interesting run. Ronald Volkman is a um, young player who's uh, been – he was in the Roosters system, I think. He's over Yeah, so we talked about him. He was he had shifted from the Warriors to the Dragons. When we went through the Warriors, yep. Volkman, had, we'd just got news that he was going over to, to Wollongong. Yeah, so Ronald Volkman had a shoulder recon at the end of 2022 season. Yeah. Then uh, he was contracted for two years at the Warriors. So he was contracted for next year and the year after. Um, so going to give you a bit of a timeline here. Uh, he's, uh, on December 12th, he had a contact injury at Warriors training and there was no scan. On the 24th of December... Um, asked for a release. On the 2nd of January, uh, Warriors provided the Dragons with a report uh, which said that there was a shoulder irritation. On the 3rd of January, Dragons um, uh, basically put him through a medical exam mm-hmm. and then uh, on the 5th... Oh, sorry, the 4th, he trained with the Dragons wearing the non-contact bib and then yep. on the 5th, his contract was pulled and he wasn't signed. So my so and this is sourced. This has come. Is this published? The, yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, I um. Yeah. So this is all open knowledge. The, these dates and all all that as well. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's that doesn't look good on the dragons part, does it? Does it look good on the warriors part? Um. Not really. Yeah. Because the warriors would argue that the due diligence should be on the Dragons signing a player mm. because the Warriors didn't release him. He requested a release. Mm. You know what I mean? If the Warriors said, look, we would are giving you permission to go and talk with other clubs because we've got salary cap issues, that's completely different to his management coming to them and saying, look, we want an opportunity to play. Yes. So if the, it, it's what the dates you've put out, the way you've explained it, I would say that is the key difference. If it's... Volkman's management and Volkman himself approaching the Warriors about a release to get an opportunity, I mean, that's on the Dragons. If it's the other way around and there's sort of him being sh- saying, look, you're not going to get a run, off you go, go and seek opportunities elsewhere, um, then I think the Warriors have some responsibility in that. So, and this part is speculation. The Warriors have, um, uh, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, are very heavy in the halves department next year. Yeah. So I don't imagine that they were too um, concerned with him wanting to move on. That's true. But then the intention, it's who has had the intent on getting the move. If it was Volkman for his own career and saying, look, I I know I'm not going to get a start here, I'm going to go, then I think the Dragons and Volkman's management firm Probably yeah. and take a heap of the responsibility there. However, if it's the Warriors saying you are not going to get a game, you go and look elsewhere. Yeah. Um, or we'll, you know, there might be a release and we'll pay you out or whatnot. Yep. Then I think the Warriors take the um, take the responsibility of that. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah. And this this is all in the in the element of blame. Yeah. Like this has got nothing to do with, you know, because at the end of the day, the responsibility, you know who has responsibility over this? Um, Ron yeah. Volkman. 
No, the NRL. The NRL. Like the Players Association. What? Why would you have a union? Yeah, well, so the Players Association has just become involved in this. Now, yeah, so, so, so yeah. essentially that is their – this is where they need to step in and, and there needs to be, any, you know, an outcome mediated between – yeah, so both the dragons and the warriors, but also too to make sure not only does Ronald Volkman, you know, get an opportunity, he's got to get his shoulder fixed. Mm. You know what I mean? Who's going to take that? Who? Which club's insurance is going to? You know? And, and so apparently the screws are loose and he's previously reconstructed, so it's yeah. a four to six month rehab. Yeah. So yeah, who's to blame over this? I'm not sure, but a kid who had. Two years on his contract at a particular club um, to leave for another club for a one-year contract, clearly leaving for an opportunity in first grade. I don't think he's leaving if he's, like, concerned that there is significant damage to his shoulder. Yeah. So, and I don't think, I don't think the Warriors, and I can't see how an organisation would say, let's get him out the door. So we don't have to pay. It's insurances cover all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's not like yeah, we're gonna have, like they possibly. It's ju it looks as though from the outside looking in, it is just a shit situation. Yeah, that has just come alive. If it was a marquee player, yeah. you wouldn't have this issue. But the no. fact that it is a player a who is who on the fringe yeah. fringes of first grade, it makes it worse. But it also does highlight the need for the Players Association or, you know, we had all this, you know, shitstorm last year in terms of getting, you know, the money in order into where it yep. went. And the, this is what it should be for. Yeah. This is what it should be for. It should be for players who need to be supported who may find themselves in this situation. Because by rights, I mean, you're not leaving a guaranteed contract no. for that year. No. Unless a conversation has been had at the Dragons, yep. which is guaranteeing that you have that end sum. Yeah. I mean, I've never known somebody to go well, for, for half their time. No. You know, so yeah. I, there's it definitely stinks. I don't think – if I'm the Warriors, I don't think it looks good on you um, if you speak about it. Yeah. I, I just can't see how you, you're sort of opening yourself up for criticism. I would have gone a bit radio silent, and said, "Look, we're going to work with the NRL on this one." And to you know what? That's what people will do. Get I, I, the best for I'm, outcome for Volkman. I'm sure there will be an outcome reach because it's not a good look for anyone involved. It's awful. Yeah. So, and anyway. then on top of that, the Dragons—they're trying to turn over a new leaf. Yeah. And having something like this happen, you're just going, "Oh, you know, it's just amateur hour still over there." Yeah. yeah. Like so, I. It, yeah, they don't need it. But anyway, um, and I think, you know, for, you know, all players who, who need to be looked after or who have been injured and have a, you know, a right to, to get looked after, you, you've got to make it happen, mm. to, regardless of who's responsible. Yeah, 100%. But, um, and also, two players, I've said it before, get managers who are going to look after you. Yeah. You know, don't look for the person who's going to, you know, piss in your pocket. And do whatnot. You need to find good people who are going to look after you and do what's best for you. Yep. Well that's said. That's that's often the hardest choice a, a player or an athlete will make in their career. Yep. Um. Anyway, hope that all works out. I'm sure we'll be hearing some good news around that very soon. Oh, you you, you would think so. If not, I mean, what's what's the players' association doing? Mm. You know, it's yep. that's their job. That should be their bread and butter. Um. Manly's new halves, mate. Yep. The um Now we've spoken about the West Tigers. We could have just jumped on the back of the yeah. There is a potential that uh Luke Brooks and Brandon Wakem could be in the in the halves for Manly this year. <laughs> Cherry Evans. Our Manly fans just going like say for example, yeah, Cherry yeah. Cherry Evans decided decides, you know, last week off says I'm gonna have a, a sprint race against someone on the course hard. <laughs> Blows his <laughs> Who hammy. Would do that? You could have dead you could have Brendan Wakem and Luke Brooks starting the halves of Manly. Yeah. I mean, Manly fans have just choked on their dinner. <laughs> oh. I mean. Um, good luck, Brendan Wakem, over at the Seagulls. Yeah. Good luck. Zach Hosking the, to the Raiders, that's officially done. So he's got the release from Penrith yeah. uh, down there. Opportunity for him. So yep. best of luck to him. And uh, final one, mate, Wonga. Wongy. He's off to the Saints, mate. Yeah, well, good luck to you, Wongy. You've yeah. had a hell of a career out in the NRL. Spent your time at... 
um, Penrith and uh, the Matters. So yep, it's off um, to St Helens. Yeah, St Helens. All the best over there. Mm. Well, uh, I think that's about it, mate. Right. On the footy, um, stream of the week, mate. Um, I look. I've had a lot of news, you know, and and we'll take a serious mm. little look at it. Uh, for this point for stream of the week. Um, we've, you know, obviously the devastating news in the Middle East of recent times, but uh, I found myself watching a movie that, um, yeah, I, I think it's not just a coincidence that it ended up in my algorithm on Netflix. Yep. You don't mess with the Zohar. Yep. You so um, trying to obtain peace in the Middle East... If only it was as easy as going and cutting hair in New York, mate. Oh, if only, mate. I, I'd never seen it. Yeah. And then, I'd, like, obviously you hear Adam Sandler movies, everyone's sort of, you know, what do you we'll think talk of it, about it. Because I've seen it a long time ago. and uh, I reckon I would have found it funnier when it first came out, yeah, yeah. Just, just in terms of, you know, I mean, the fact that he just absolutely lays pipe with all these old women. Yeah. You know, that is... <laughs> It's <laughs> and licking their ears, and yeah. it's just it's it's a pisser in terms of yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how it goes and how he just you know he's a he's a woman, he's a ladies' man, uh, and also a an agent for mm. the Israeli armed forces. But you know, just the whole you know Middle Eastern stereotypes in New York, the you know Palestine and Israel, and they're sort of just taking the piss out of it. Geez, it's like it at a time like this. It's sort of like, ah, oh, geez, that's. I wish you. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, and uh, Adam Sandler classic. Mm. Um, you know, he's obviously had a few big hits there. I um, yeah, it's. Would you put it right up there with his numbers? No, nah, it's ones? not up there with yeah. his. It's not up there with his heavy hitters. It's um, it was funny, and there was a couple of times that I I caught myself laughing out loud and just you know pissing myself. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, there's some, there's some good parts to it. But yeah. um, on a whole, he's done a lot better. He's yeah. done a lot better. Back but, to the uh, world. <laughs> <laughs> what? Here we go. What's oh. that? What, what is that, that noise? <laughs> Rightio, we've got a new segment here, ladies and gentlemen. New here we segment. go, new segment. Are you ready? Rightio, our new segment here at the Sports Detention is called What's the Question? What's the Question? So What's we've just question? jumped on the back of um, You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Yep. And we're talking Adam Sandler, Potty. Yep. Adam Sandler, mate. Top five grossing Adam Sandler movies. Go. What's Ooh, your list? Top, top five, five grossing. Grossing. Okay, so... Um, Oh, because he's got his classics. I'm trying to think of something yep. a little bit more. So recent remember, it's grossing. Might have made huge money more recently. So, what about something like uh, Murder Mystery? Murder Mystery is not on the list. Yeah, right. Uh, anger management. Anger management is not on the All list. Right, so I'm just going to have to go back to his absolute crackers, and I'm going to go with Happy Gilmore. Not on the list. Oh no, I am struggling. The Waterboy. Not on the list. The Wedding Singer. <laughs> Not on the oh list, righty Let's go. Um, let's go for. Think about kids. You know what are kids like? Okay, so what about grown ups? Not grown ups. That is uh, actually oh. that's number four. Grown ups. Okay, so it is on the list. You beauty. Grown ups. Um, number four. Sorry. So I'm thinking about something. Wasn't he in Funny People? Funny People. He was. Yeah. But he's not, not, in there. not, not on in the there. list, right? So you got four grown ups. Uh, Think kids. What are kids like? Kids what type like. of movies do kids enjoy? Um, he may not have been a cat. He may not have been in person on this one. Oh, some sort of a um, uh, an animation. Was yeah, it? Well. I got no idea what he was in in an animation. <laughs> Come on. Think about um, Romania. Romania. I'm getting nothing. On, I don't, uh, uh, Dracula. Oh, what what's it called? Um, it's not Dracula. It's um. Hotel. Uh, Hotel Pennsylvania. No, Transylvania. Transylvania, that's it. (laughs) So Hotel Transylvania, that's uh, number three. Yeah, beauty. What about uh, 50 First Dates? No, that's not in there. Hotel Transylvania is is in there. There's more. There's been three of them. Oh, so the three of them are in there, are they? Well, yeah. Where do you think they are? Uh, I reckon. Uh, so, what have we got? What, what? So, Hotel Transylvania is number three. Yep. Grown Ups number four. Yep. Uh, Hotel 
Transylvania number two. That is correct. That's number two. Hotel Transylvania number three. That is correct. That is number one. Now you've got one more. Uh, Five. So you've got grain ups. uh, So is it any more of the animation? No. Okay. 50 first dates with Drew. No, I've, you've already said that one. Have I? Oh, no, this is killing me. What uh, happens when you have a good movie? Um, oh, you make another one. You make another one. So, oh, no, I'm lost. Grown Ups 2. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, you're kidding. Grown Ups 2. Oh, oh, there you go, Adam, mate. Mate, Adam I Sandler, still so, love your classic. So think about it. Yep. So Hotel Transylvania. So you're on the right track because you talked about, yep. you know, going into, you know, Recent films. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the animation's there big. So Hotel Transylvania, three, two, one, that's the one, two, three. Grown ups and then grown ups two. Mm. Also notable uh, mention for Pixels. Yeah. That was number six. Click, number seven, and old classic, man. I'm surprised you didn't say it. Big Daddy, number big eight. Big Daddy, Big Daddy, yeah. Yes. Absolute classic. But um, yeah. I'm, look. If I'm listing my favourites, I'm just going oh, straight no, back yeah. to the 90s. You're going Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer, Mr. Deeds, Big Longest Yard. Oh, Longest Yard. You know, yard. like it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then obviously his more dramatic performances like Hustle and Uncut Gems. And we obviously loved um, uh, uh, Longest Yard because it got every wrestler from the 1990s oh, yeah. <laughs> to take their shirt and, off. And oh, Chris Rock, Joey Diaz was oh. on there as well. Yep. Comedian Joey Diaz. Absolute ripper. Absolute All right. Ripper. All right, mate. So what are we up to next? Are we up to a bit of all sport? A bit of all sports, mate. All sports. Let's get into it. No, that's <laughs> no, not, not it. Oh. <sighs> well, I told you. I told you. It we does do, happen. We do miss buttons here at the sports detention. Let's go. Radio all sports here, mate. Um, we're gonna gonna talk. Start with a bit of the fighting. Yep. Um, the UFC was back this weekend. Now we're not gonna go obviously too much into it. Um, for those who are aware, jumped on the socials. Uh, we've got a, a nice in-depth breakdown that I did last night on the mm. uh, on the YouTube channel. So if you want to go and check out the in-depth breakdown on uh, UFC Fight Night Walker versus Ankalaev two, yep, uh, you can get that on our on our YouTube channel. But um, I'll just go through a bit of the results and a few of the talking points. Um, it was obviously a rematch from uh, Johnny Walker and uh, Magomed Ankalaev. They had a, a fight on the Abu Dhabi card when mm. Volkanovski fought Makachev. Yep. And um, that was when he said he was in the desert. Yeah, okay. and he did. He couldn't actually give the precise location, and uh, so they ran that back. And Magomed Ankalaev got the got the win via knockout in the second round. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, good yeah. fight. Um, veteran Jim Miller had a win as well. It was great to see. Yeah, he called out Brock Lesnar for UFC three hundred. Hey, hey. Um, what do you think? It won't happen no. because uh, there's probably about two hundred pounds difference between the two, yeah. and uh, but it was fun. He's uh, so Jim Miller's an absolute legend. Brock um, Lesnar's earning ridiculous money yeah. hopping in a WWE ring. Brock Lesnar interested. Yeah, and um, Andre Arlovsky was another one, uh, another one of the veterans mm-hmm. that was on the card as well. Um, but uh, Marcus McGee uh, knocking out Gaston Bolanos, that was my highlight. Um, fight of the of the night. Uh, Marcus McGee looked fantastic, mm. really, really good. And um, the final little one that would interest Australian fans would be uh, Nicholas Motta getting the win over Tom Nolan. Uh, Tom Nolan came in, and I spoke about it on the uh, on our channel. Was you know he came in and he was he was pretty confident, but um, you know he just got shortened up by a, a, a more experienced fighter in the Brazilian Nicholas Motta, which yeah. um, you know I think he'll be back on the horse and. You know, it'll just be like I mentioned, stubbing his toe and on to the next one. He'll get back in the gym and he'll get better. Yep. Um, so that was the fights. Like I said, it was great to have the fights back. Um, I'm looking forward to Obviously, they've announced a heap of, of good fights coming up. So I'm looking forward to getting Frothen. them. Frothen. Frothen, I can tell, mate. I can tell Absolutely. you. Trying to and then the footy will come back. Oh, uh, just, oh mate. How good. Yep. Uh, headline of the week, mate. What do you got? 
Mate, you called it. Um, Pete Carroll, he's, uh, Pete. he's time at... Um, Some big coach changes. Mm, yeah, so he's... the End of an era, isn't it? It is the end of an era, but yeah. I mean, only outdone by Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. speaking of ends of eras, and then Nick Saban in the college yeah. football yeah. as well, like... You know, some big coaches moving on in, in the NFL. But, um, you know, Pete, like I, said, like I mentioned last week, I don't think it's that major no. shift. He's obviously going to be there in an so advisory he's not, role. Yeah, he's not moving on from uh, the Seahawks. And or... that's – which is because the unique nature of his coaching gig, he was working hand-in-hand hand with John Snyder. So he was the head coach and, you know, I think he was director of football operations yeah, as yeah. well. So he, yeah, I think he might just stay in that – you He'll know. be around. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would say that, obviously, he would probably have a fair bit of an idea on who the next coach is and a bit of a say in that because, essentially, mm. if you've built a franchise, this, this is the issue when you do move coaches on, is how you've got a roster that's built to that coach mm. because you, you're recruiting, understanding how the coach plays, yep. um, you know, what type of offence and defence they run, and you, you try and cater that with your recruits and, yep. and all that. So with Pete stepping out, you're essentially – recruiting a coach to te- to coach Pete's team. That's right. You know, so it, it makes it a lot easier. Well, you know, as fans, we're going to hope that it makes it a lot easier in terms of making that transition, whereas you've got someone like Bill Belichick. If you go somewhere in a completely different direction, you've got, you know, 20-odd years yeah, yeah. of, you know, coaching structure at that New England Patriots organisation that you you could possibly be changing with, changing with a big yeah, yeah, yeah. coach overhaul. So. Yeah, so it's interesting gonna, to see. Going to be really interesting. That stood out for mm. me. We're in, a, as I said earlier, we're in the postseason now, so it's um, yeah, yeah exciting times and uh, looking forward to it, mate. So yeah, my headline of the week. I was into I was into the uh, into the football as well, mate. I was watching a bit over over the weekend. Obviously, still two more matches to go in wild card round, mm, but yep. uh, Packers, Lions, Chiefs, and Texans are all through. So yep. obviously, the 49ers and the Ravens. Um, we spoke about the Chiefs. Put the feet up. <laughs> yeah. oh. And the and the cold there, but I mean the Texans just absolutely blew the Browns off the park. Yeah. Um, obviously with home field advantage and um the Packers like America's team. Yeah. I mean, I saw some uh some videos going around on Twitter and, and Instagram of uh some some Cowboys fans punching some TVs. Oh yeah. So it was I mean, they struck out to a massive half time lead and you know, it was they they rallied a bit. Dallas, but you know, even Jerry Jones was up there. Yeah, he looked absolutely. All the seething. Cowboys fans were just—they were coming out of the woodwork, weren't they? They were just, oh, you know, no, they thought a bit of a sniff, yeah. sniff of some glory. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, but um, get back, get back. Yeah, and and that's that's the, I mean, that's the cutthroat nature of of postseason playoff football when it comes to mm. you know the NFL is it's it's one game and you're out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, what have we got, mate? Tennis. Yeah, mate. So, Oz Open got underway last night. Novak Djokovic, he yeah. um, he got through in four sets, but against a qualifier. Mm. So um, He looked good, though. Yeah, yeah, he, did. yeah. he did. I mean, I did see the, the heavy taping on the hamstring, and I thought, well, he started good, but this is – uh, Novak's going to get the get the win. I think I've seen, yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, that that's underway now. Obviously, we're um, looking forward to seeing a um, uh, few of our Aussie hopes go all right. Mm. Um, so Demon Ore is the one we're really the looking for, isn't it? Yep. So um, semi finals, you said. I called it, mate. I mm. called it semi finals. No one else is predicting Imagine it. Imagine the wave oh. of hype he's going to have by the time he reaches the semis. Yeah, mate. He is just going to be rolling. Yeah. Yep. He'll be um, doing a lot of press conferences. Hopefully. And he will stand a chance if he hasn't played 112 sets by then. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were taking the piss about all the sets that get played and then bloody poor old Novak, the favourite, just yeah. goes and, and runs into a four-setter. Yeah, Completely, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He just uh, dust off a few cobwebs, you know. Yeah, yeah that's all good. Um, Australia's hero, Novak. Oh, we yeah. love him. We love him out here. <laughs> Rightio, mate. What? Oh, oh hold on, we're going on. again. We're going. What do you got for us, mate? What's the question? So, top five. Most wins by a male player at the Australian Open throughout history. So, most wins. Not most championships, most wins. So, yeah, okay. Mm. 
Um, all right. So most championships. So let let me start with it. I'm, this is my thought process. Yep, yep. Most championships. Novak. Is yep. it Roger the Rafa? Rafa Roger. Uh, Novak. Yeah, Novak and then Roger. So yep. Novak's got ten championships. Roger's got okay. six. Then um, Rafa's got two. So I'd imagine there's some people um, back in the day who've got a few more than that. So, look, if I went Roger, Rafa, uh, sorry, Novak, Roger, Rafa, how would I be looking? Uh, you've got the right people, wrong order. So Roger's actually got more wins with 102 wins. Okay, so Roger first. Yep. Roger first, rightio. Novak. Novak with 89 wins. Rafa. Yep, 77. Because I know Rafa's made a lot of finals. He hasn't necessarily won mm. as many as Roger and Novak, but he's made a lot of finals. Um, rightio. Now you've got me thinking because mm, yes. we've got players who haven't quite made the finals um, who might be in with a shout. Yeah. Um, are you going to give me a hint or not? Yep. So are, uh, we, are, we, going a, what, are we going you, old school? What, or? Not yet. What you just said about um, what you just said about uh, Rafa, continue to think out along those lines. What Andy did you Murray, say? Andy Murray, absolutely. Is he in? Yeah, Andy Murray, fifty-one. So okay, he, he he made five finals. Unfortunately, never picked up the championship. So the only one I'd think of, Andre Agassi, is no, he? So not Andre. So not Andre. Okay. Yeah, Andre so if we go back further, mm. are we going old school now? Yeah. So old school. Uh, we're talking eighties. 80s, oh, okay, because I'm thinking Roy Emerson. No, not so Roy Emerson. Emerson, yeah. Yep. So you're probably thinking about, like, Roy Emerson used to, um, like, um, they, they might have played less games. Boris Becker? No, not Boris Becker. Okay. Um, can you give me a nation? A Swede. A Swede. Oh. oh. Um, a no. couple of Australian Open titles, a couple of US, and I think a couple of Wimbledons as well. A sw- oh, Swede. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Swiss. Um, I can't remember his name. Stefan. Stur- oh, is it? Uh, Stefan. Oh, I haven't got it, mate. Stefan Edberg. Stefan Edberg. Stefan Edberg. There we go. <laughs> Missed that one, so four out of five for me. Yep. So um, now. 56, Stefan Edberg. Stefan so, yeah. so he obviously found his way into the back end of a lot of Australian Opens, picking up a couple of titles. Controversy, mate. Yep. Roy Emerson was better than Rod Laver. Oh, yeah, Roy Emerson better than Rod Laver. So Look. 12 against 11. Yep. Majors we're talking here. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, because all we think about Australian tennis, Rod Laver. Yeah, Rod Laver. Rod Laver. Laver. Roy Emerson. Mm-hmm. He's obviously he's got to be up there, and Ken Rosewell, Kenny, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you know, we really. What's have- the argument? Why why does Rod Laver get such the the shine as opposed to someone like Roy Emerson? So basically, I'm, I'm like there before our our time, so we yeah. never got to see them play. I'm talking from what I hear from um, what I read and what I hear from people who did get to see them play. Uh, I guess uh, Laver was kind of like um, Roger Federer was. He mm. was kind of that one who um, uh, sort of changed the game and took it to a new level. But also tennis went through a period, and, and I'm not as, um, I suppose, knowledgeable about this as, say, for instance, with cricket, but similar to cricket when tennis became professional and there was a breakaway tour mm. where they had majors that were, I think there was... One in England to rival Wimbledon oh, and then okay, maybe yeah. a couple in the US. And so a bit of live golf happening. A bit of live golf yeah. happening, I'm pretty sure. And during that, I think it went for like four years where there were people who played in these professional and ranks. And was picking up. And he, he basically, there, yeah. like, so say there was... So there's a 12, fair few slams that he's probably missed out on. There. Yeah, so if okay. there was 12 of those majors... He won eight of them or something yeah, like okay. that. So that's that's where I think. A bit like, um, you know... They talk about Dennis Lilly, who got 350-odd wickets, the great fast bowler, which is, you know, a fair way off someone like McGrath. But I think he spent a fair bit of time away from the test yeah. circuit because of similar reasons as well. Okay. Or I could be making it up. Who knows? Yeah. Well, people will let us know. Don't worry about <laughs> that. Um, first test against the Windies, mate. The Windies, yeah. So 
you know, the big chat about that's obviously got to be around Steve Smith looking like he's moving to opener. Uh, starts on Wednesday, so I guess we'll see what happens. Like it or don't like it, Steve Smith moving to um, It's obviously Steve Smith's request. Mm. And um, do I think Steve Smith has done enough in the baggy green to make a request like that? Yes, I do. However, I, you know, I hope it's successful because if it's not, then, you know... It's not going to look good for us, is it? No. You know, having to then skip over someone mm. who might be up for the opportunity, but then and then having Steve go back down the order. It's a risk, but you know, I think Steve Smith's done enough for for Australia to be able to, you know, take that responsibility on his shoulders and put his hand up for it. Yeah, look, I'm going to give it the big thumbs down. I, yeah. I, I don't like it. I, I'm not sure that he has requested. I think that they are so desperate to get Cameron Green in the team. They've okay. decided to move someone to opener. So who would would Renshaw go to opener? Renshaw was brought into the squad. Yeah. I, I just think this is a perfect time. Renshaw, uh, Harris, uh, Bancroft, they've all yeah. played some test match cricket before. This is an opportunity to get them to play against the Windies. We're going to win. Yeah. Like most of the Windies players are off playing on the T20 circuit. Yeah. So, uh, like, for me, I don't see why you would move a player... Cam Green's young, he'll get back into the team yeah. if he's good enough. I just, I didn't, I didn't love it. That's, That's not the, the politics, way. I suppose, of that yeah. selection committee and mm. obviously coaches, captains having such a say in it. That yeah. you know, yeah. I'll, we'll see how it goes. It's obviously, I suppose, we're in such a flux at the moment as the Australian cricket team that you know most players are going to take their opportunities anyway. We're winning, yeah. we're winning tests, so yeah. it's very hard, you know, to test out players' abilities. At this time, when we're playing against sides that we're expected to beat, yep. you know, well, it'd be completely different if we're going into a test series right. in India or in the Ashes. Yeah. And one thing's for certain: you will not find out whether this move works or not this series. Smith could go yeah. out there against the well, Windies and score four double centuries in his four innings, and yeah. it still wouldn't tell you whether or not this uh, this has worked or not. Yeah, I agree, mate. All right. Well, for the listeners, we've got another new segment. Oh, we are rolling. I love that intro. Well done. Mate, this is that was uh, magic. this new segment is called The Internet is Undefeated. Oh. Um, <laughs> look, we've just had that yeah. much stuff come across our desk uh, in relation to the online world that I thought would take the pick out each week, whether it be social media videos, whether it be just a story and the comments that come oh. underneath. I, you know, I've just found myself gravitating to comments a lot more now than actual content. Oh, yeah. And, um, so I thought we'd just try and highlight, um, you know, each week, highlight a couple of absolute crackers. Um, obviously, you know, Uncle Chen was a winner that you oh. found there. But, um, you know, just uh, just some interesting stuff that we could go through. Um, what do you think, mate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like it? I do. Okay. Um, rightio. So I'll just uh, refresh the page. Here we go. For the, those at home now, we've got a young fella um, from the UK who has just received Tyler Adams' jersey. Obviously a Leeds fan. You know, I'm, I'm not going to – this is purely for yep. the uh, for the show. I'm not going to go into the Leeds yep. um, as, as much as I would like to. Uh, how small is Tyler Adams? His shirt fits my nine-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> So as we could go through the oh, comments to the side no. here, I don't want to be rude. It's not how small Tyler Adams is, it's how big this kid is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Rightio. <laughs> what else we got? In seven years' time, this kid's going to be playing in the Darts World Final. <laughs> <laughs> how big is your nine-year-old? Oh. oh what is, he's built like the 2000s R9. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he never got the shirt. What he did was eat Tyler Adams. Oh. <laughs> oh, get him off the turkey twizzlers and make him go running. Oh. <laughs> I mean, fat shaming is absolutely flying in this place. Oh, God. 
I tell you oh, what. Oh, how is a nine-year-old kid being violated in the comments? Oh, the <laughs> most ghastly thing about the, these comments is oh. the um, one of the top that says, I don't mean to be rude. That's just, <laughs> yes. Come on. Oh, but I will. Oh. <laughs> Get oh. off the fence. Just say what you're going to say. Oh, that's so good. Oh, Oh, it ain't right being that big at such a young age. I mean, when you put that stuff on social media, you are putting yourselves at the mercy of the wolves, aren't yep, you? that's right. Um, and as you said, the internet is undefeated. It is, mate. Uh, there's even some, uh, some job requests for him. Oh. Anyway, uh, another one, mate, that we can look at. Uh, former Liverpool striker Sadio Mane marries his 18-year-old long-term girlfriend at a ceremony in his native Senegal. Uh, after years of paying her bills while she was at school. This is according to the Daily Mail. So yeah. that's the article. Um, and then the comments just absolutely do their job here. Long term, she's 18. Pedophiles just smiling and grooming. Oh. <laughs> Sounds a bit noncy to me. <laughs> <laughs> After years of dating, pedo alert. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Sadio Mane is getting hammered here. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nothing says true love like a middle-aged man marrying a girl who was still in school. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow. Yep. Had to see that one coming. So this was, um, I believe, what the, it's obviously due to religion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an organised marriage or a, it's a cultural marriage. Let's just call it a cultural marriage to make sure we're, we're dancing around uh, yeah. <laughs> around the comments. Um, we're just, comp- yeah, we're repeating the comments that yeah. are made by us. That's exactly it's right. It's not us. These, these aren't our opinions. Um, rightio. So Sadio Mane... Mate, that's a, that was an absolute pisser, that one. Uh, what else have we got? The last one. A bat will just slow you down. Now, check this one out, mate, as we click out of Sadio. Um, in the, the women's 2020, did you see... Um, I don't even know if I've got this one. haven't got this one up. No. Oh, well, right. we're going to have to give this one a miss. Never so mind. that's... Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, the internet is undefeated for us for this week, ladies Beautiful, and gentlemen. Mate. What do we reckon? Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, so if you've got any any stuff you'd like to share through on that, um, yeah, let us know how the internet is undefeated. Uh, rightio, mate. What have we got next? You got to have, have any bets over the weekend, mate? Uh, no, mate, I, I didn't have any bets over the weekend. Oh, obviously, my the, Toffees. Yeah, bet, Toffees um, won. How did that go? No, mate, no good. Uh, nil all draw with Villa. Still take the result. That point's going to be very valuable for a Toffees fan, but um, couldn't quite get there. Watch the highlights. We won't go into it. No. no. Uh, of the week, mate. Who you got? Uh, mate, you know what? I'm going to jump on. Go back to my marathon. Yep. And I'm going to jump on. Uncle the Chan? people who... No, not Uncle Chan. No. The people who DQ'd Uncle Chan. Yeah, fair enough. Penis of the week. I mean, this bloke is a pioneer. This bloke is doing things maybe light years ahead of his time. To be able to run a marathon two hours quicker than anyone sitting on this panel right now, smoking darts. Smoking darts and breaking hearts, baby. Mate. (laughs) Sponsorship's coming your way. Uncle Chen. He would have gone well back in the 80s as far as sponsorship is concerned. Oh, mate. Absolutely. Um... My penis of the week is going to be the Spanish FA, or just football in Spain in general, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had the Spanish Super Cup um, over the weekend. Did you catch that? So Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Oh, no, I didn't catch it. Yeah, that. Real Madrid got the 4-1 win over Barcelona uh, in the Spanish Super Cup, but the Spanish Super Cup was played in Saudi Arabia, Yeah, the final. Now, the Spanish FA and football in Spain, like, you make me sick. Yeah, You really do. Like, honestly, are you that uptight for a cash grab that you've got to take your Super Cup over to Saudi Arabia to play it in front of a few thousand fans? Like, you grubs. How many would they have gotten? um, I mean, they might have even packed the stadium out. But to take, to rip a competition away from, you know, 
the local people oh. or the season ticket holders yeah. who play for the, who pay to to watch these clubs is just an absolute joke and it doesn't surprise you you know what because the two teams who played in that final you heard it here first are absolute scumbags oh. real madrid and barcelona are so far in debt and their heads are so far up their own ass that they don't know what's coming. So instead of competing with, say, the English Premier League with a decent product, you know, some pretty decent competition around, you know, La Liga and the like, no, no, what we do is we just continue to bow down to Barcelona and Real Madrid and Mm. we put ourselves in a position where a competition like the Premier League is just so much better than ours that people all over the world tune in to watch it and nobody gives a shit about ours. Nobody gives a shit about Italian football either, Mm. like they did in the 90s, because they fell asleep and the English FA, the Premier League, took the ball and ran with it. So whilst Barcelona... And Real Madrid, they go, oh, we sign all the best players. We are the two biggest clubs in the world, this, that and the other. Barcelona, you're a billion dollars in debt, you dickheads. <laughs> you know, and this is what happens when you run an FA or you run a, an, an organisation such as a football association and you let two turkeys dictate terms like they have with the leaders and the presidents of both Barcelona and Real Madrid. You find that you raffle off your competition to Saudi Arabia for some oil money. Penis of the week, Spanish football. Yep. Spanish football, give yourselves an uppercut. All right, mate. All done. I love it. Um, Hope you enjoy the new segments, everyone out there. Yeah, let us know, get let us, us some know. feedback. If you didn't like it, yeah. let us know. Yeah, they were terrible, and you're now short of a bet this week. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, um, we're not changing anything, so yeah. I just want to give you the hot tip. We're not changing anything. You can just let us know. Yeah. Um, very good, mate. Uh, yeah, obviously stick with us. Um, like, subscribe. Yeah. Smash that like button. Yeah. Logan LaDouche. If there's someone out there that you just know deserves penis of the week, let us know. Let us know. Absolutely. Rightio. And uh, for all of our listeners down in Old Bar, home of the pirates, we say goodnight. And farewell. <laughs>